praise the Lord. So here I say we are absolutely filled with God. Brethren, we are the visible image of the invisible God. Praise the Lord. We are life just like God is full of life. That's who we are. We are light just like God is light. So wherever we go, light comes. Because from this now, we are light bearers. Darkness cannot comprehend it. So wherever we go, have it in your mind that, I am, that you are a light bearer. Because as he is in heaven, so are we. Praise the Lord. Like I, said, like I said before, I said we are created in his exact likeness. Let me say, the only difference between man and God is that God is eternally sovereign and independent. But man is dependent to God. You see, that's the only difference between man and God. Praise the Lord. We are made in his image. Can we quickly open to the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 15? Please, I would like us to read that. The book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. If you are there, please read for us. Are we there? Praise the Lord. It says, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. You know, when there, is, when there is the firstborn, definitely there must be siblings. When there is a firstborn, when you say this is the firstborn of probably this, uh, this family, that means there are siblings. In other words, because Christ is the firstborn over all creations, over all creation, that means we are his siblings. Praise the Lord. What a privilege. Yes, because Christ is the firstborn, we are his siblings. I wrote it here, I said, firstborn means there are other siblings. We are the other siblings. We are the image of the invisible God. We are in him. He is in us. He is in heaven. As he is in heaven, sorry, so are we here in the world. When you say this, you are talking like the firstborn. You know, when you go out there, you tell them that I am made in the image of God. As he is, so am I. You are talking like the firstborn. And the world will not understand you. Just like they did not understand Christ when he was on earth. So when you're saying, saying all these things, they will be like, is this person mad? These, these are the things they said then when Christ was on earth. You know, as he is, so are we. So when we go out there, let us speak like the firstborn. Jesus Christ is the firstborn, and we are the siblings. So the way, the way he, he spoke when he was on earth, let's speak like that. When we say that, the world will not understand us. You know, just like I said before, they did not understand Jesus when he was on earth. Praise the Lord. Let's also look at the first book of John, first John, sorry, first John chapter 4, verse 17. You know, my wisdom school is always very fast. I know the Lord is taking me very soon. I will be staying there. I will be talking like, like daddy, like mommy, like Pastor Joy, like Pastor Dan. I know I, I will get there in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. 
So I want us to quickly open to the book of 1 John chapter 4 verse 17. 1 John chapter 4 verse 17. Church, help me out now. Read please. 1 John 4 17. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, our complete love of God and love for others drives out fear of condemnation. Have it in your mind that God loves you. No matter what, God loves us. So with that love, because God loves us, because as he is, so are we. That means we have that nature of love, loving others, loving God, loving him as he has loved us, in us. So we go about loving people the same way. And then when, whenever, even though we are, not, we are not ready to go now, so whenever, it's, whenever we get there, we, have, we know that we are going to meet our father who is love. I used to say my children in school, I say another name, God's other name is love. And you know, little children, they will start laughing. Some of them will throw their faces away. Mrs. Okoro said, God is God's name is love. I said, yes. When you get home, tell your parents that Mrs. Okoro said that God's other name is love. Praise the Lord. So our complete love of God and love of others drives out fear of condemnation. Praise the Lord. You cannot say, don't, you cannot say you don't love yourself. So God cannot say he does not love us. He made us, we are in his image. He cannot say he does not love us. With this consciousness, brothers and sisters, and the consciousness of loving others who are also created in the image and likeness of God, and walking in the power of his love, this drives out fear of condemnation. Praise the Lord. I go to the next answer there. It says, I'm higher than the angels. Church, can we say it? I'm higher than the angels. Yes, we are higher than the angels. Now let's read the book of Psalm 8, sorry, Psalm 82, verse 6. Psalm 82, verse 6. Is anybody there? Praise the Lord. You see, like father, like son. You see? Like father, like son. Let me say, the angels are created to serve us. The angels, they are created to serve us. They are created to run errands for us. You see? God assigns the angels to watch over us. Once upon a time, I don't know, every eye, I, I, I have had so many encounters uh, with, the, with the mad people. Let me tell you what happens whenever they see me. <laughs> they will be so confused. Some of them will just say, one, one day one said, go your way, go your way, go your way. One day in the village, then I was very small. We went to, we went to a church. So we are coming back. You know, riding our bicycle now, instead of following the track, the main road, we follow the track road. Then, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the village, the track roads are no bush. So we were coming, and I was the first in front, riding my bicycle. Others were coming behind me. And I saw this madman with his machete, but just holding it, with a small wrapper. You know when someone, a madman, 
Probably someone got that tap wrapper and tied, you know, around him. And I was coming. I, I didn't want, if I stop, that means something might happen. And I was coming, I was coming. Those are, those are at my back, they were shouting, Chibuzo, see, Chibuzo, see, see a madman. I was just coming, I don't know. Something gave me that boldness. I was just coming. When I got to where he was, he just stepped aside with his machete like that, and we passed. When we crossed, they were asking me, say, Chibuzo, now what for you, what happened? I remember, I will not forget what I told them. I told them, I said, are we not coming from church? Another one, I was coming back from school. I saw this, this one is the notorious madman. If this one sees you, he will start chasing you. If, and if you don't run, that one is your business. So I was coming back from school that day. This one was with, with um, sticks. And he was just coming and on the bridge like this. This is what I hear, this is what I hear. I was just coming. Immediately he saw me. Hey, this one was, in fact, he stood, he was transfixed. He was just looking, looking at me and he threw what, all the sticks he had inside the river there. You see, God, as he is in heaven, so are we. The angels that God has assigned to watch over us, probably that, those are the angels that those madmen saw. And I'm sure they saw something. They did not see me, they saw somebody that day. So that, that, that is who we are. Let me say, he said that we are higher than the angels. They, yes, they, they run errands for us. So wherever we go, they follow us. They go with us. Don't be afraid wherever you are in the name of Jesus. Can we quickly read the book of Psalm 8, verse 3 to 6? I will read it. It said here, Psalm 8, verse 3 to 6, say, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. Verse 4 said, What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. Five, verse 5 says, You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. Verse 6 says, You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. You and I. You and I. That's how, that's who God made us to be. We are higher than the angels. We, we carry power in the name of Jesus. Everything is answerable to us. Praise the Lord. Number three said here, the daddy said, we are, say here, you are a spirit, a king, and a priest. Praise the Lord. You know, did the, the day, um, the day uh, Sister Faith take this victory prayer? Hey. She, the day she took this victory prayer, sorry, thank you. I went back home. These are the memory verses that we give to our pupils in our school. You know, every week we have a fresh memory verse. We have given them, we have given them this particular memory verse. When I got home that day, I started reading it again. I read it again. I read it over and over and over again. You know, that's what I was supposed to be doing. When the word comes, when someone comes up here with a, a particular word, go home and go, go, and go through it again. So I began to wonder, I began to imagine myself 
a king, a priest. Wow, I am a spirit. Wow, I am a spirit. Let's, let's read it. You will know what I'm talking about. First Kings, sorry, First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. First Peter 2 verse 9. Please, I would like someone to read it for us. Praise the Lord. He said here, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Praise the Lord. It's just that, that means we are foreigners here on earth. We are foreigners. Praise the Lord. We are citizens of God's holy nation, but live here in the earth. Yes. We are foreigners. We are living in a foreign land. We are a living, speaking spirit like God, according to the book of Hebrews. Now, let's go back to this, this uh, chapter. He said, but you are a chosen generation, brothers and sisters. He has chosen us. We did not choose ourselves. God in his infinite mercy, God in heaven chose us by himself. He did not only choose us. He made us royal priesthoods. Praise the Lord. Yes, that's who we are. We are royalties. So have that consciousness that you are a royalty. We are a holy nation. A holy nation. In our kingdom, in our nation, there is nothing like sickness. There is nothing like lack. Yes, there is nothing like stagnation. In the nation that our God has brought us to, praise the Lord. We are his special people. Church, we are special to God. That's why he said, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. That's who we are. Praise the Lord. We are special to God. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are no longer in that darkness. We are now in the light of the almighty God. In his marvelous light. Praise the Lord. The fourth one said here. Say you are seated in heavenly places. Wow. You are seated in heavenly places. Let's, let's look at the book, this book of Ephesians first. Ephesians 1 verse 20 to 22. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20 to 22. If you are here, please read for us. Ephesians 1 verse 20 to 22. 22. And had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Wow. Praise the Lord. Christ is not only sitting there alone. Christ is not only sitting at the right hand of God alone. Brethren, we are seated there with him. Praise the Lord. Yes. I said, I said, God has not only quickened us together. He has raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places with him. Guess what? Where we are triumphing over every test that they, that they every test and trial that the enemy sends our way. Triumphing over every circumstance. We are seated here with Christ Jesus, triumphing over every situation. Praise the Lord. 
No one sits in the presence of God Almighty except his family. No one sits in the presence of God Almighty except his family. We are the family of God. We are seated there with him, triumphing all over every form of circumstance in the name of Jesus. You see, we are spiritually blessed. We are made alive in Christ. If you look at the book of Ephesians 2, verse 4 to 6, I will read it. It says here, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by, it is by grace you have made, you have been saved. Sorry, let me take it again. Verse 6 says, it is by grace you have been saved. Six, God raised us with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. So we are seated there in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That is why all these things are by faith. So they are by faith. Have that consciousness and the faith that, yes, I am seated there in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So wherever you are, you know that no open form of fashion against you shall prosper. You know that nothing shall by any means harm you or hurt you. You know that when, when people are saying there is a casting down, you will be saying there is what? A lifting for you. Because where you are seated in Christ Jesus, nothing can by any means hurt you. You are triumphing there over every test and trial that the enemy has, the enemy sent over you or, or over or, or sent our way. Praise the Lord. The fifth one here said, I am a savior. I am a deliverer after the order of Christ. I am a savior and a deliverer after the order of Jesus Christ. The book of John 14 verse 12 says, Praise the Lord. He said, He who believes in me, he said, the works that I do, you will do it even greater. Wow. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I said, believing in Jesus, believing in the works that he has done, believing that he is the only begotten son of God, Believing in his sacrifice for us, and so on. And other things that you know that he has done for us. I said this automatically gave us the power to do what he did here on earth. Even much more. Praise the Lord. Because his work was the evidence that he is God in the flesh. In other words, we are a solution provider. When we pray for a sick, healing takes place after the order of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So we are a savior. We are a deliverer. Once upon a, there was a time I, I was just standing in front of my school. I was standing there, my former school. I saw a bike man coming with speed. Guess what happened? What happened? A woman coming behind him nearly crushed him. 
all of a sudden, the, the bike stopped. Nobody knows what happened. When I saw it, do you know what I said? I said, not in my watch. This cannot happen in my front. Do you understand? So let me tell you this. You are a savior. That means wherever you are, bad things can, nev bad things can never happen. Because you are a savior. Because you know that as he is in heaven, so are we here on earth. We cannot use our eyes to behold things that are not good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The last one. You know, I told you that I'm going to be very, very fast. I usually write my things down here. And when I come, I will read it. After reading it, I will come down. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. Praise the Lord. The last one here said, I am an ambassador of Christ and God's battle acts. So, you see, these are the questions. Daddy asked that questions here, and he gave us the answers. The first one said, I am in his image. Yes. If you go home, just go through the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. You will know what, you will know what to say there, what more other things to say there. The second one, he says, I'm higher than the angels. The third one, he said, I am a spirit, I am a king, and I'm a priest. The other one, he said, I am seated in heavenly places. Wow. And then the, the, the next one, he said, I am a savior and a deliverer after the order of Jesus Christ. The last but not the least says, I am an ambassador of Christ and God's battle acts. We are God's, you are God's representatives here on earth. We represent him. So wherever we are, know that I am God's representative. What did not happen to Jesus will not happen to us. In the name of Jesus. We are ministers of the highest rank sent into the world to represent Christ. That's who we are. We are God's weapons of war. We use the word of God. You know, our, our own weapon is what? The word of God. We use the word of God to silence the enemy. We use the word of God to subdue. We use the word of God to render the enemy powerless. Praise the Lord. So, brothers and sisters, let's have this consciousness that I am created in the image of God. That as he is in heaven, so are we here on earth. Let's also have the consciousness, the consciousness that I'm higher than the angels. Yes. God, the angels run errands for us. So wherever we are, let's have it in mind. Let's also have it in mind that we are spirits. We are kings. We are priests. Praise the Lord. Let's also know that we are seated in heavenly places. We are there, seated there, triumphing over every work of the enemies in the name of Jesus. Let's also know that we are a savior and a deliverer after the order of Jesus Christ. Let's also know that we are Christ's representatives here in, the, here in earth. We are Christ's representatives here in the world. Let's look at the book of Jeremiah 51, verse 20. I think that's the last, that's the last, last scripture here now. The book of Jeremiah, verse 
chapter 51, verse 20. Can someone read it for us, please? Praise the Lord. Wow. Praise the Lord. It is it's not by our it is not by our garagara, by the word of God. If we speak it, it comes to pass. If we say it, the word of God confesses it comes to pass. Praise the Lord. So, child, this is who we are. Let's be conscious of who we are and see ourselves continue to triumph over the enemy, over every work of over every work of the devil and his cohorts. Praise the Lord. We have the last um the last one there. Please, when we go home, let's quickly read it. That one said, the seven pillars of our salvation. Let's go through them in our closet. Praise the Lord. Church, with these little words of mine, I know I have been able to convince you, not to confuse you, that we are seated in Christ in the heavenly places. That we are seated in Christ in the heavenly places. That as he is, so are we. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Any solution you want to look, you want solution outside God's word, divorce. And God's will, divorce is not in God's plan for man. Divorce is not God's will for man. Jesus said it. That in the beginning it was not so. In the beginning God made the man and the woman. And how can Jesus can never divorce his church? How can the man or the woman divorce? Praise the Lord. So divorce is not a solution. Because in the beginning it was not so. Jesus told them it's because of your hardness of heart. That's why Moses told you before what he told you. But when God created man, in the beginning it was not so. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we are looking at solution. What do I do? When I find myself, what do I do? Praise the Lord. Like I said, divorce is not the, the solution. But then, because of the hardness of the heart, People now divorce. Because of the hardness of the heart. Because people have refused to go it to go to go through it God's way. We now so separation comes in. Divorce comes in. The man and the woman, please listen very well. The man and the woman were made to be one. Praise the Lord. The man and the woman were made to be one, and they are one. How can you separate this thing and this thing will be the same again? It can never be the same. Praise the Lord. Break this, break this into two. The effectiveness is, re is removed. The lifespan is removed. The usefulness is removed. Praise the Lord. So, the man and the woman were made to be one because from the very beginning in creation, they have always been one. The woman was just brought out from the man. The woman just returned back to where she belongs. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, I want us to, please, I want us to look at it very well biblically. Unbelievers, they divorce. Believers divorce. No. 
It's not right. It's not supposed to be so. Praise the Lord. I want to tell us something now. When God created the man, man became, the devil became envious of man. Why would God create man like him? God gave man so much power. God made man to be like him. God get, made man to think like him. God made man to, First John 4, 17 says, as he is, so are we. Let's make man in our own image to be like us. So the devil was mad. But man does not know that the devil is envying him. Man never knew the devil was envious. Else he wouldn't have listened to, to the devil. Praise the Lord. Or wouldn't have listened to the serpent. If she knew that the serpent was his worst enemy, he wouldn't listen to him. It's like you listening to your, your enemy. He will never give you a good counsel. Praise the Lord. It's like going to a man that is divorced. You have a marital problem. What do you expect that man to tell you? He will tell you what he believes. You go to a woman that is a divorcee. What do you want the woman? She will tell you her belief. Praise the Lord. She will tell you her conviction. Praise the Lord. And so the devil came after man. In God creating, when God said those words, after creating man, let's make man in our own image, he was mad. The devil was mad. And then God blessed man. God blessed man ahead with himself. God blessed man with himself. Praise the Lord. God did what? God blessed man with himself. And then God spoke. Spoke those amazing words. Go subdue. Subdue who? Subdue the earth. Where who is the Lord? The devil. Uh -huh. So man has been. Okay. So man was created to come and subdue me, Abby. Okay. Go and take dominion. Dominate over the earth. Uh -huh. As at this time, the devil was the lord of the earth. Okay. So man has come to, domi to um, dominate me, Abby. And so, those amazing words, be fruitful, subdue, replenish. And the devil came after those words. Those words can never take place. That's to the devil. Praise the Lord. The devil made up his mind as those words, in the book of Mark 11, sorry, the book of Matthew, sorry, the book of Mark 4. When the sower sowed, the Bible said the devil came because of the word. Came, because, came after the seed. Like we know the seed is the word of God. The devil came after the word. Each time God gives us a word, if you realize, each time you're declaring words on healing, be ready. If you don't take time, you fall sick. If you don't take time. He will come after those words. Each time you're, every, every area you believe God and you begin to declare, he comes. But the thing is that he has failed. Praise the Lord. Oh, he has failed more than 2,000 years ago. And so the devil came after those words that the devil, that, sorry, that God spoke to man. Amazing words. So man, you're going to lord over the earth. And the devil. And so the battle started. And Jesus said something in the book of Matthew 19. He said, 
the book of Matthew 19, Jesus said something. He was talking about, they asked him about divorce. Because they were divorcing, remarrying, marrying many wives. And they came to Jesus. They were trying him. Because they didn't know he was, that he is God, sorry. In the book of Matthew, okay, Matthew 19.5, he said something. 19.5. And, okay, let me start from 4. And he said, and he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? 5. And, and said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and the twin shall be one flesh. Six, wherefore, they are no more two. They are no more two. I pray that the Lord will help us in this ministry. That as people um, go into marriage, the Lord will help us to spend time and let them know. If you have teachings like this in our family Sundays, they will know what they are going into. Because if, you, if we go into it as two people, then we'll separate as two people. We'll go our separate ways. But when we go into marriage as one, then we are inseparable. Praise the Lord. We are inseparable. Nothing will separate us. So we go with that mindset that the two of us have only returned the way I belong. Praise the Lord. So if I return to where I belong, what will take me out from where I belong? Nothing. He said, Wherefore, there are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God had joined together, let, let not man put asunder. Let not man put asunder. Let not man put asunder. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is very interested in man because in man, God was going to fulfill his, um, uh, continue his work on earth. The work of, repro um, the work of um, reproduction, the work, the work of sub, um, a dominion and all that. So, the devil came after marriage. The devil is after marriage. Whether we like it or not, the devil is after what? Marriage. To destroy marriages. Because he knows when he destroys marriage, he destroys the family. It destroys the family, it destroys the, the society. Praise the Lord. It destroys marriage, it destroys the church. Amen? Somebody did not come today. I called the person. See me after service because of this. Because of this, I'm surprised I didn't see the person in service. Praise the Lord. The devil is after hold your marriage, wake up. If you are married, wake up because the devil is after you. If you are married here, yeah, wake up. If you are not married, wake up so that by the time you enter, don't enter and let I mean, it should be a thing of joy that oh my eyes are open now before I go into marriage. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. 
So like I said, I began to look at uh, domestic violence, domestic violence. Okay, is there anything that does God, God does not have a solution? There's nothing that God does not have a solution. We have so many uh, reasons why domestic violence, am I not going into it? I might not be able to go into all of them. The main goal of marriage is not our happiness, but rather God's glory. It's not just because of your happiness. God created marriage for his glory. Praise the Lord. God created marriage before God created the church physically. Amen. God created marriage before he created the church physically. God created marriage to showcase how the church was going to be. But when, the mar when marriage is destroyed, how, how will the church stand? Today we are seeing so many things happening in the church because marriage foundation is destroyed. Praise the Lord. The, uh, Mark uh, sorry, Psalm 11, it says, if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? The main cause of so much that is happening in the church today is because marriage has been destroyed. So many marriages in the church now, maybe just one, one percent, that is truly standing. The rest are smiling and suffering and doing what? Smiling. Starting from the pulpit, the pastor does not want to know, does not want the people to know what he's going through, what she's going through from the pulpit. But when they cannot bear it anymore, they divorce. And if the pastor is a divorcee, what is he going to tell you about marriage? Ephesians 5. Okay, I said something before then. I just want to list out some, some things I listed out that cause um, um, domestic violence. One particular one that perhaps I'm going to talk on this morning a little is power and control of power. Who controls you don't know I'm the man. And the woman too is trying to praise the Lord. Power. God has given us power. God has given the man power over the woman. The man is the head. That power is to do what? Protect the woman. But today, the man is using that power, abusing that power. Praise the Lord. Okay, let me go through all of them. Poor communication will... Will that poor communication damages marriage? Poor communication. Ephesians 4.15. Poor communication. Oh, I didn't know that's what you said. Oh, I didn't know that's what you meant. Okay, you want me to tell you, Abby? Why must I tell you before I do something? Okay, okay, you are told to be head, the head, Abby. I'm the head that can jolly well do anything. Must I tell you? I've heard some men say it. Must I tell you? Or you ask, they won't even answer you. Some men, their wives are like enemies. Why will you ask? You can, you, you can only say that to your enemy. Why will your wife ask you something and you say, Why will I tell you? Must I tell you? Must you know? It's only your enemy that will not know things about you. It's only your enemy that will not know things you are doing. For God's sake, you and your wife, you are one. The Bible said there shall be um, two, as two come together, there shall be profit for their labor. 
One will chase a thousand, two will chase what? Ten thousand. God did not make a mistake by bringing the woman out of the man to help the man. Praise the Lord. Like I said, if you're here and you're going through abuse in marriage, it might not just be beating alone. The way the man will talk to you, eh, you will look at yourself and say, hey God, God. Oh. Hmm. Yo. Praise the Lord. If you are going through any abuse in marriage, don't worry. God has a solution. Praise the Lord. God has a very simple solution. Anger and abusive speech. Okay, I've said it. The way we talk in our marriage, the way the men talk to the women. Because, let me say something. In the book of Ephesians, sorry, Colossians chapter 3, here Paul, Paul said something. That the two of you, your hairs, the two of you, your hairs, the man and the woman, their co-hairs. Under grace, the man, whether not under grace, so the man is not superior to the woman. Do you know why? Because the man and the woman, they are one. The man and the woman, they are one. Your wife is you and you are your wife. So what, where are you superior to your wife? So men see their wives, see themselves in the home, they are superior. I think there's the Edo Zabi, the Ibo Zabi. Oh, we thank God for Christ. I think my place too. I think it's the African culture. It's Africa. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. The man thinks he's superior. But biblically, the man and the woman, they are one. They are one. No one is superior to the other one. I will show you this here. We are co-heads working together to fulfill God's promise and God's will. So when you see your wife like that, there's no way you lord over your wife. The power God has given the man is to protect the woman. Praise the Lord. Men in the house, you might not like what I'm saying, but that's the truth. The day you see your wife as a co-heir to this work that God has given to you, marriage is work. That God, marriage is ministry. That everybody, everybody is in that ministry. Praise the Lord. Everybody is in that ministry called marriage. And Jesus is ahead. So the man and the woman, they team up to make sure their ministry work. We team up. It's a teamwork. This thing I want to do. How do you see it? And not, must I tell you, your place is in the kitchen where your friends are. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The man will not say that. Because each time he comes, he sees the wife as a co-worker. As a, somebody they are working together. So each time he comes, the Holy Spirit gives a woman the right words to tell the husband. Praise the Lord. Each time, because the man, the, the man has realized that my wife is a co. We are working together to make sure this ministry God has put in our hands work. So each time he's, 
planning anything, he comes to the wife. Come, sit down. Let's, let's talk about this thing. And day and day, because the man sees the wife like that, God puts words of wisdom in the, man's, in the woman's mouth to, to bring out. And the thing works. Praise the Lord. Bitterness and unforgiveness. Jesus. Anger and a business speech. I didn't bring any scripture. James 1, 19, 20. Ephesians 4, 29. Ephesians 4, 29. I don't want to take our time. That's why I don't want to dwell on them. I just give the scriptures. Ephesians uh, 4, 29. 4.29 Ephesians Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearer This is both to the man and the woman If you must open your mouth and say anything to your husband it should be something that will build your husband and that day he goes out like a giant and he comes out with great testimonies. Not, not like one woman I, I used to know in, um, in Unity Estate. Before we left there, they parted. She would tell the man, as you're going, as, you are, as they go empty like that, now so you go come back empty. She beats me. You want to go and marry and, you want to marry and that woman, be empty as they go, nothing will come with you. And she had children. We're neighbors. Is that her ministry? No. She's supposed to help build the man. She's supposed to help every word that comes out of her mouth should be what? Edifying. Both the man and the woman. Not the man to tell the, to tell the woman, you're here having children, Abby. Every year you're born, Abby. Every year. You don't see your mates. You are telling me house rent. Don't you see your mates that are, that, are, that are paying house rent? Can't you see your mates are paying children's school fees? Praise the Lord. It's a man that is selling the woman like that too. Your mates are paying. Of course, it does happen. It's horrible. Who's supposed to pay school fees? The man. And the woman is supposed to help. You will not tell the man. And Oh my God. Bitterness and unforgiveness destroys marriages. I've said this the first family Sunday we had here. Have met cases of unforgiveness. And when forgiveness came, breakthrough came. Forgiveness, unforgiveness is a door. Let me tell us something today. Ah, oh, devil is bad. As a person is coming out from one abuse, is entering one abuse again. As he's coming out from, maybe the man, are just, the man is just apologizing. Okay, please don't be annoyed now. Don't be annoyed. It won't happen again. He's saying another one. Bah! Release another bomb. So the person is trying to forgive. He's trying to forgive the last one. You do another one. He's trying to forgive another one. You do another one. So unforgiveness is one weapon the devil is using against marriages. Domestic violence is not one day thing. It has been continuous like that. As he's apologizing, give, give the man too much 
one week, bah, and that one happens. It continues like that until something else. The person is destroyed emotionally, physically, spiritually, cannot pray. The person is supposed to pray for you. Your number one prayer partner is your wife. It's our duty to make sure you climb to the top. That's what God sent time to, to do in your life. That you must get to the top. You now turn your prayer partner to your punching partner. Why would she pray? She cannot pray. And prayer is a spiritual thing. Oh yeah, come and pray for me today. Come and pray. And the person prays, doesn't want abuse, he prays. Where did the prayer go? Nowhere. Nowhere. We can't continue to pretend. Let the woman pray with joy from her heart. Let her pray with joy from her heart. Just one word is done. Praise the Lord. So our sisters that are yet to marry, I want us to learn. Don't fall into a hole before you learn. Use somebody's mistake to learn. If you don't learn, praise the Lord. Unforgiveness. How do we deal with bitterness and unforgiveness in marriage? Where the same issue is coming up over and over and over. Sexual immorality. It's one of them. Alcohol and drug abuse. I want to quickly run through them. Then I want us to go to the solution. Praise the Lord. Don't we want the solution? We want solution to all this. Alcohol and drug abuse. The Bible is very specific about alcohol. Because when you drink, you lose control of yourself. When a man drinks and gets drunk, he loses control of himself. So he does something naturally would not want to do. Praise the Lord. Galatians 5.21 Then selfishness. Selfishness is another cause of domestic violence. Matthew 22.39 talks about one of the, um, the laws that Jesus gave. He said, love your neighbor like yourself. Love your neighbor like yourself. Selfishness. How can you beat yourself? How can you beat yourself? How can you cause injuries to yourself? And be happy. How can you carry knife and begin to cut yourself? When they beat, when you beat your partner is as good as carrying you pick knife and begin to enjoy yourself. Inflict wounds on yourself. People go into domestic violence because they don't see their partner as themselves. They don't know that their partner is them and they are their partner. I said something that I discovered. Um, I said it, uh, something that I discovered. When a man and a woman, they come together as husband and wife, with time, they begin to think alike. They begin to look alike. You say this child resembles a father. 
You look again. No, it resembles a mother. Ah, it resembles a father. Because the two of them, they are no, they are no longer one. They are no longer two, sorry. They are one. So how can you inflict injuries on yourself? People that do that are people that don't understand that they are one. Praise the Lord. They don't understand they are, that they are no longer two, but one. Selfishness. Okay? Competition instead of cooperation. Competition in marriage. Who are you competing with? You can't compete with your wife because she has her role and you have your role. Praise the Lord. Why are you competing with your wife? Praise the Lord. Our young ones, please listen. What are you competing? Who are you competing with? Like I said, before the church physically came into being, God created marriage. That in marriage, you see how the church will be. Praise the Lord. In marriage, to see how important marriage is. Today, the wife is the body. The man is the head. In Christ today, the church, Christ is the head. Praise the Lord. And Christ loves the, loves the church to a fault. I may use that word. Because no matter what the church is doing, Christ still loves the church. And he died for the church. So the man is supposed to die for the wife. If I may use that word. But those that are ready to die, they don't always die you. Because yes, because Jesus has died for us. Amen. Praise the Lord. When you are the state like Esther, if I perish, I perish. They don't perish. When they take those decisions, God takes over. Praise the Lord. When the man takes over, takes that decision, this wife, this is my wife, forever. Forever. You see the man protecting the wife. The man doing everything for the wife. Praise the Lord. Financial irresponsibility. A recent I read about the um, Funke Akindele and the wife. Now the man has finished the money. She didn't know. And the thing caused so much problem that I don't know whether they are, they are back together again. Financial irresponsibility. Especially when the man starts going outside. He starts spending outside the wife's knowledge. The woman will not know how much he's spending. Who he's spending on. He starts doing things without the woman's knowledge. He starts doing things without the partner's knowledge. I don't want to use a um, woman alone here. Praise the Lord. Domestic violence comes through control of power. Power. Who oh, control? The woman says, it's me. The man says, no, it's me. Praise the Lord. So we look at these things and we begin to ask ourselves. Like I said, 90% of Christians, 90% um, of Christians, 90% of the church, marriages even in the church, is going through one violence or the other. So where is the solution? What is the solution to domestic violence? Like I said, Jesus said, if you divorce, 
Jesus says if you divorce, it should be thrown because of um, adultery. Because of adultery. But when Jesus said that thing, he said, but if you can forgive the man, forgive him. You can forgive him. But if you cannot forgive him, then you can go into divorce. But then Jesus has taught us that how many times will my husband go into adultery and I forgive him? Please, how many times? 400 and what? In a day. You caught your husband in adultery 400 and something times. I've forgotten, you know. In a day. When that happens, you can go into divorce. If that happens, well, you, you are, you are, okay, you are good to go, okay, you might say, okay, I will not forgive. But then, if you look at that, this thing, you realize that both um, in forgiveness, when you're talking about forgiveness, Jesus has told us, forgive a man that decides to go into adultery has put himself as an enemy. What did Jesus say you should do to your enemy? Forgive. Pray for them. So you have no, you, I mean, there's, there's no way you are justified that you caught your husband in adultery and you say you, you say you will not forgive. If you will not forgive, then you are not justified to receive Jesus' forgiveness. Praise the Lord. Amen. We look at the solution. What do, what do I do? When I find myself in domestic violence, like I said, domestic violence did not come in a day. It started small, small. Sometimes even in relationship. While in relationship, you notice something. Praise the Lord. You notice something. What do you do? Do you cut off from that relationship? Then, which means, if you cut off because you notice that this man has a tendency to be violent, you cut off from that relationship. You keep on. There are some that there are, there are, you know, there's, there are some that are very good in hiding who they are. What if it happens after you, you marry, you are married, you have said, I do. What do you do? You divorce the person. Then you begin to count husbands. God forbid. Praise the Lord. What do we do? I want us to go to the book of Matthew. Jesus has one solution. What do we do? Okay, before we go to before we go to Matthew, I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5. That one stone is what Jesus has used over and over, even in his ministry, and he has taught us to use it. Ephesians 5. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. I was looking at this scripture. And I told myself, somebody will tell mommy, I submit. It says, submit yourselves unto your husbands as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. Hmm. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as the even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. 
Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be, be to their own husbands in everything. The same way the church, see now, here, the Spirit of God was talking to Paul, likening marriage with the church. That the same way, if you are going to submit, submit as unto the Lord. If it's not as unto the Lord, that submission will never yield results. Some people will tell you, I've submitted and nothing is happening because it's not as unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. If the submission, if indeed you submit as, I submit as unto the Lord, I said it here before, God will take over. But until your submission is total, forget it. Praise the Lord. We submit as unto the Lord the same way the church submits to the Lordship of Christ. We are supposed to submit in everything to our husbands. Praise the Lord. I know of a sister when we um, were church before. She was working in a she was a lecturer. When she collects her salary and her husband ah, They are from Ijebu. There was a day she told me this. They were traveling to Ijebu. And they, got, they were arguing, arguing, arguing. Argument is done by two people, Abi. One person, Abi. Two people. They were arguing, they were quarreling, they were quarreling, and the husband stopped the car. Pa! Get out of the car. And on the middle of the road. She didn't want to come out. The husband came out, dragged her out of the car, closed the door, and drove her, left her there. Praise the Lord. Would she say her submission was for the fact that she was arguing? For the fact that she was arguing shows that her submission was not total. I, I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to my brethren here. The word of God. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is quick and what? Powerful. The word of God is what it says. If God says submit and you submit and, you, and nothing happens, then that submission was not as unto the Lord. Sometimes we declare some words. If that word, until that word becomes a conviction in your heart, nothing happens. Praise the Lord. Until faith is mixed with that word, nothing happens. You declare scripture until that scripture becomes a reality. If God says submit, let me tell you, no violence is, is on two pillars. Two pillars. That's where marriage without violence is rested on two pillars. And those two pillars are submission and what? Love. Go outside, those two pillars is divorce. Those two pillars, as much as in your power, submit. If you want a good marriage, if you want to be happy in the marriage, as much as in the power of the man, love. We can never know more than Jesus. Submission is telling the person, I believe you are the Lord, my life. The way God did it. And then as you're saying, I believe you are the Lord of my life, he now picks you up and puts you on top. They say, man, oh, that would have done you like this. As you submit, it carries you up. 
praise the Lord. As unto the Lord. I want, there's something I want to show us here. 26. That he might sanctify. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church. And gave himself for it. That's this not failure. This agape. Romans 5, 5 says, The love of Christ has been shed abroad in our heart. So uh, there's no way I don't, I don't have the love of Christ in my heart to give out. He has put that love for us to keep it like this. No. He has put that love for us to do us. Give it out. Don't owe any man that love. Give it out. Give it to your, to your wife. Unconditionally. That's how Christ loves us. When we're here sin, he died for us. You don't need your wife to be perfect, make, him, make her perfect. Praise the Lord. Oh, you don't need to marry a perfect wife. You are the one that's supposed to make the wife perfect. I'm talking to our men. Praise the Lord. How do I know? Look at it here. 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. The man's duty is to make your wife what you want your wife to be. Throw your words. You're a wonderful woman. She cooks and the salt was too much. And she realizes salt is too much. Ah, I didn't know what happened. She said, don't worry. Don't worry. Next time it will be better. Praise the Lord. Instead of telling your wife, say you went to, you went to purchase all the, all the salt in the market. <laughs> Praise the Lord. She ate all the salt in the market is in this soup. She don't have sense. It's like you don't have sense. Instead, tell that woman, I know you. You don't always do like this. Don't worry. Why? She's begging you. I say, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. And the woman goes, it was so bad. But by the time you tell the woman, she, you don't have sense. The woman walks away Ah, wondering where will this end? She looks up. Lord, where will this end? It was a mistake. It was a mistake, Lord. She's calling who? She's calling her father. And then the man will go out and when nothing is happening, she had just called her father to tell her father it was a mistake. But because you did not put yourself in the place of her father. Every man is supposed to, to, put her, to put himself in the place of the wife's father. I don't know if you understand what I mean. My husband is my father. Praise the Lord. So I don't need to cry to another father. I cry to him. Amen. That's how it's supposed to be. And do you know what fathers do to their children? They pat their children. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't worry. That comes from them. Amen? And the woman goes away and says, Lord, thank you. What did I do to deserve this kind of a man? Thank you so much for giving me this kind. That Thanksgiving goes like a sweet smelling sour. And then tomorrow, you hear, Papa, come to Abuja. Amen? Contracts you did not bid for. You begin to ask yourself, when did it happen? The woman just went to God and said, God. It was that day that woman looked up and said, God, you gave me this kind of a man. 
Because she was already waiting for you to rain on her. And you said, don't worry. And she said, don't worry. Don't worry. I know it was a mistake. And she went inside and said some words. Lord, thank you so much. She was expecting ridicule. But you gave her comfort. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We don't need, sometimes there are some things, or breakthroughs that don't come through Nigeria. There are some breakthroughs that come from simple things like that. It was just a trap and you failed. We'll always pass in Jesus' name. So you cleanse your wife. You don't say, ah, if I knew I wouldn't have married this woman. Ah. Use your mouth and cleanse. Jesus is still cleansing the church. He's still cleansing me. Praise the Lord. Is it cleansing you? The same way our husbands are supposed to do what? Cleanse us. By the word. You are the best wife. You know you're my best friend. You know, and the woman will be so happy inside. When I tell some people, hey, buy gifts for your, for your wife. What does she like? Find out what she likes. Just surprise her. It's so that that surprise will bring joy out of her. That joy as she looks up, say, God, thank you. That thank you alone is an open door. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That, that, that thank you alone is an open door for the man. And she's always looking for a way to make the man happy. She now begins to look for a way. Not by the time the, the, man, the woman is busy looking for her to make you happy. That is the time you tell him it does not have sense. I know when you find yourself in a situation like that, because of fear, you keep on making mistakes. You keep on making mistakes. Instead of carrying cup, you carry plates. Oh my God. You carry plates. Instead of doing like this, you do like this. Because you're already scared of the man. Praise the Lord. Fear makes people make mistakes. So you keep on making mistakes because you are scared. And the man now begins to continue to reign. And that, man, that woman is battered inside. She's laughing so that people will not know what she's going through. But inside, she's in pain. And then, before you know it, things begin to... And they don't know where it's coming from. They don't know your favor is in pain. Because it's the, the woman is the man's favor. A man that finds a wife finds a good thing. An obtained favor from the Lord. Um... Okay. I'll try and run up. I'll, I'll say one. Or, I want to say something because I saw some things here that I never saw before and I say, wow. Please use your mouth and cleanse your wife. But I thank you because you are doing a great job in my wife. Thank you so much. Thank You know you were not like this before. You are better, much more better. You are looking beautiful. You are wonderful. You know, praise your wife. Make her happy. Okay, let me pick something. 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. You can't talk ill of your wife and you say you love yourself. No. You don't love yourself. You can't batter your wife and you say you love yourself. No. It's not possible. For we are members of his body. Who are? The man and the woman, they are members of his body. Praise the Lord. Um... Okay. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery. 
for I speak concerning Christ and the church. So right from the beginning, the Garden of Eden, God brought out the man and the woman marriage to foreshadow how the church was going to be. You see how important marriage is. That is why when marriage is destroyed, it affects the church. Praise the Lord. I know we are getting it right in Jesus' name. And I said, in the book of, uh, um, what do we do? Like I said, successful marriage, healthy marriage, is, is, um, is standing on two pillars, submission and love. When I talk about love, I'm not talking about filio, the love of man, uh, man to man or woman to, you know, I'm talking about agape, God's own kind of love. That's why God knows these things and God decided to, um, by the Holy Ghost, pour filio in our hearts. And he has told us the book of Romans, don't hold it back. Give it. Give it. And I want to say this again. Um, love, uh, the women, they are not just, you submit because, you submit, not because you love. You submit because um, the love of Christ has been shed abroad in your heart. Okay, submit because you love. Amen. You submit because you are love. Praise the Lord. You submit, okay, it's the way I wanted to say it. You submit in love. Amen. You submit in love. Submit in love. You want the best for your husband? The man wants the best for the wife? See, the man loves the wife as Christ. Protects the wife. We forgive in love. Amen. We forgive in love. We submit in love. Praise the Lord. Okay, so what's the way out? Now, what's the way out? The way out is you nip something in the board. Domestic violence did not start one day. You notice it. Nip it in the board. Why? Okay, why is, um, why is the Spirit of God saying as unto the Lord? Because he knows that the woman is in the Lord. Praise the Lord. The woman is in the Lord. So whatever we do, we do it in the Lord. So you are submitting as unto the Lord. The woman is in the Lord. That's why we are told, don't go and marry an unbeliever. And if you are married to an unbeliever and you give your life to Christ, if the unbeliever wants to go, let her go. You are free. Praise the Lord. Because she's yet to come into the family. Amen. She might not understand some things. Praise the Lord. So, what is the solution to domestic violence? Because you are in the Lord. The Holy Spirit takes over your heart. You're walking in the Holy Ghost. Amen. He talks to you. You notice it. You see it. So, you nip it in the board. How do you nip it in the board? You pray. Praise, praise the Lord. That's where prayer comes. Pray. Don't wait until the man, the thing now become large. Wait. When you notice it, even in your relationship, you notice this guy. Even the way he talks, there are some people that don't, don't, they don't uh, see anything wrong in men beating their wives. And you're in a relationship and you see that this guy does not see anything wrong. Hey! Look into it. Start praying. He will see that there's something wrong so that he does not do it. If he sees that, ah, but there's something wrong now, then pray. Praise the Lord. Nip it from the board. 
Mark 11, 23 says, we'll get what we say. We'll get what you say. It's a principle in the kingdom that what you say, you say it. Don't say, ah, you be like this man. Ah, this man, eh? Most domestic violence, they get to where they are because of what we say. They keep on saying those things. They keep on saying it. They go everywhere, they say it. They go here, they say, that's the song they sing. So the thing becomes worse. Praise the Lord. You don't say it because you don't want it. But let me say something very important. If you are in a domestic, if you are in that kind of marriage, please seek counsel. Seek the right counsel. I was saying something that when you see it, leave it from the board. But in case you're already there already, please, what do you do? If pray and if possible, I say something, step aside. If you're inside there, you can't pray well. Take, take leave. Tell your husband, I want to go and see our, I want to go and see my parents. My parents want me to come over. Please talk to somebody. Don't talk to somebody that will tell you, leave the marriage. Talk to somebody that can tell you, tell you the truth and tell you to pray. Somebody can pray with you and tell you you can step aside. But today I'm telling us, if you're already in it, step aside. I didn't say divorce. I didn't say go. Step aside so that you'll be able to pray well. Pray right. See what you see well. If you're inside there, you will not be able. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you are inside there, stepping outside is not separation. Don't we go on holidays? We go on holidays now. You can take some leave. Go somewhere. Away from the scene. While praying for your husband. While praying the right prayer. Praise the Lord. The right prayer produces the right results. We pray we don't get the result because we pray the wrong prayer. As at that time, that man is an enemy. What do you do to an enemy? Apply what, what you should do to an enemy. Do it to your husband that time. What did Jesus say you should do to your enemy? Pray for your enemy. Love your enemy. Pray for your enemy. Pray for your enemy. Like I told you that woman that was praying that prayer. Because the man went and back, 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 they killed the girl. The girl that was that got pregnant to the husband. Before our very eyes, they kill her. And I tell our young, our young, our young ones, please don't allow yourself to go into that kind of situation. For every man, there's a woman. And for every woman, there's a man. Praise the Lord. So the solution to all this domestic violence is step aside and pray for your husband. Step aside. Love your husband. You never go wrong with love. Love your husband. Pray for your husband. If you pray for your husband, your husband did not change. Know that the word of God has ceased to work. But because the word of God will never stop working. Praise the Lord. I'm rounding up. The word of God will never stop working. The word of God is effective. The word of God is real. Pray for that man. Step aside, take a leave and pray for him. Praise the Lord. Because the word works. And don't stop loving him. 
So many things will make you, Jesus did not stop loving us even when we're, he said, as unto the church, which means handle that marriage the way I handle you. Praise the Lord. He's telling us, handle the marriage the way me, I handle you. As unto the Lord, the way Christ handled the church is the way we are supposed to handle our marriage. Praise the Lord. Handle your marriage the way Christ handled. Christ will never divorce us, no matter what happens. He, he sees the best in us, he feels the best in us, and he knows that we are the best. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want us to be on our feet. For as marriages that are, you know you are not happy in your marriage. Don't worry. The solution is love your wife. The way God loves us. Love the church. You know there's something you're seeing in your spouse that you don't really like. I want you to thank God because God is at work in her. Praise the Lord. Believe the best of your spouse. Amen. Believe the best of your spouse and you will see the best. You're going to open your mouth and pray for your spouse. Like I tell you, um, Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God that is at work. God is at work to make his church, to present his church blameless, wrinkleless, pure, holy. The same way the man is supposed to be at work to make sure the wife is the best. Praise the Lord. You're going to open your mouth and thank God because God is at work in your husband. God is at work in your wife. God is at work in them. I want to open your mouth and begin to thank God. I say, Lord, I thank you because I know you are at work in my marriage. You are at work in my husband. You are at work in my, my wife. In the name of Jesus. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God, not the devil, that is at work. It's God that is at work. Open your mouth and begin to declare that God, Father, I thank you because you are at work in my marriage. You are at work in my husband. You are at work in my wife to present him, to present her wrinkleless, to pre present her perfect, clean, and holy. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and begin to pray. Father, I thank you because you are at work in every marriage here. You are at work. You are the one that is at work. You are the one that created marriage. You are the one that created the garden and you brought man and then you brought the woman out of man and you said the two of them they are one and you said what you have put together let no man put asunder so lord upon every marriage in the house now i want to thank you because you are at work in the name of jesus you are at work lord in the name of jesus you are at work lord in the name of jesus you are at work lord in the name of jesus lord i thank you because you are at work in every home as men that they, know, they are not here that we're supposed to be here especially the person I spoke to yesterday Lord I thank you because you are at work in that marriage you are the one that is at work in that home you are the one that is at work in that marriage in the name of Jesus don't present that don't make that marriage be exactly the way you wanted that you the way you created marriage from the very beginning in the name of Jesus in Jesus mighty name we pray in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Something happened when we we're worshiping. I saw two old padlocks. I saw chains. And you see that that padlock has 
is very old. Maybe rain and whatever time and whatever has me, you know, uh, roasted. We, if you see a padlock that is outside as we old, maybe buried, when you bring it out, see that it's roasted and old. And I was watching and this thing, and the Lord told me that's an enchantment. And as I sat there, I was just, but as I'm we were praying, as I was praying, that he told me there are homes that are going through enchantments. Praise the Lord. Some is enchantments. So the woman does not know exactly she behaves anyhow. She talked to the wife, the man anywhere. You begin to wonder, is this the man? It's enchantment. Praise the Lord. The Lord told me just now when I saw that thing, he said, that's enchantment. But I didn't know who. I didn't know what when we were worshiping the Lord this morning. Just now, the scenario came up again and he told me there are marriages that are going through enchantment. You now say they should divorce. When it's not in real sense, the woman is behaving like that. We are going to pray. I want to open your mouth and pray for your marriage. Father, I think he said there shall be no enchantment. What did he mean by that? When God said there's no enchantment, no divination again. He's saying even if they come, it will not work. Praise the Lord. And I've known that if something is working, the day you say it will no longer work, you disagree with that thing, and that thing will no longer work. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Every enchantment that you're working because of the days of ignorance, every enchantment, those things that work out of ignorance because we don't know that enchantment is at play in a marriage. We begin to see things at the physical. We don't know it's more than physical. Open your mouth and pray. Every enchantment that has been that them have been using against my marriage, against my marriage, in the name of Jesus, I say from today, you will no longer walk because the word of God says so. The word of God says you will not walk. The word of God says you will not walk, so you will no longer walk. That enchantment from today is destroyed. That enchantment today is destroyed. That divination today is destroyed. That enchantment you are destroyed. That divination you are destroyed. In the name of Jesus, you are a weapon. The word of God says you will not prosper. From today, you will no longer prosper in that marriage. You will no longer prosper in that home. You will no longer prosper by that sister. You will no longer prosper on that brother. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Enchantment, you will no longer walk. Divination, you will no longer walk. Because the word of God says so. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Open your mouth and declare that my marriage is my marriage is rooted in love. My marriage is grounded in love. My marriage is established in love. In the name of Jesus, begin to declare for your marriage. That my, don't worry if you are here. You are yet to marry. You are already declaring, going beforehand to declare what will happen in your marriage in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus marriages in this ministry are rooted in love marriages in this ministry are grounded in love marriages in this ministry they are rooted in love in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus they are rooted grounded and established in love in the name of Jesus in Jesus mighty name we pray in Jesus mighty name we pray there's a song that just came to my heart now. It's a very simple song. I don't know why. That song says, We are heirs of the kingdom. We are joint heirs. Okay. We are children. 
I just heard that song in my heart. I want to know um, the man and the woman, they are a family. The man and the woman, they are joint heirs of this kingdom. They are a family and they are one. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to say thank you. I thank you because you created marriage for your glory to show forth how the church was going to be. But the devil came after marriage. Lord, we want to say thank you. We thank you because in Christ Jesus, there's a restoration. I thank you because in Christ Jesus, there's a restoration. Lord, I thank you because every marriage I've been going through, the devil has been troubling using enchantments, using divinations. Today, those enchantments, they cease to work in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you because those marriages are set free today in the name of Jesus Christ. The spell is broken in the name of Jesus Christ. The spell is broken in the name of Jesus Christ. The spell is broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, my Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.